0: Welcome to the News with NDTV. It's Thursday, February 29th. In today's episode, Abdul Tunda, key accused in the 93 train blast, acquitted by a special court in Rajasthan. Trinamool strongman Sheikh Shah finally in police custody in Sandesh Khali case. And India's sharp counter to Pakistan on Jammu and Kashmir at the United Nations. First up, Abdul Karim Tunda, a top Lashkar-e-Taiba bomb maker, has been acquitted in the 1993 train blast case. A special court said the prosecution could not provide enough evidence against Tunda, who was nicknamed Dr. Bomb. Two other accused, Aminuddin and Irfan, were sentenced to life imprisonment by the Terrorist and Anti-Disruptive Activities Act, or TADA court. Two persons were killed and many were injured in serial blasts on multiple trains on the first anniversary of the 1992 Babri Masjid demolition. Coming months after the 1993 Bombay blast, the explosions took place in five trains across India, passing through cities like Kota, Kanpur, Sikandrabad, and Surat. The CBI may knock on the Supreme Court's doors to challenge the acquittal, we have learned from sources. Tunda is accused in multiple blasts across India. He was arrested in 2013 along the Nepal border. Now in his 80s, he is currently serving a life term after his conviction in a 1996 Sonipat bomb blast case. Last year, a sessions court in Haryana acquitted him in another case, the Rotak 1997 twin bomb blast, over a lack of evidence. Tunda is said to have worked with multiple terrorist organisations, including Lashkar-e-Taiba, Indian Mujahideen, Jaish-e-Mohammad and Babbar Khalsa. He is also considered to have been close to terrorist Dawood Ibrahim. He started out as a carpenter before turning to terrorism in his 40s. It is believed that he lost his left hand in a blast during bomb making. Next up, Trinamul Congress leader, Sheikh Shah Jahan, the main accused in Sandesh Khali case, was arrested after being on the run for 55 days and later sent to 10 days police custody. Shah Jahan was arrested in connection with a mob attack on a team of enforcement directed officials in West Bengal last month. He faces grave allegations like land-grabbing, sexual assault and intimidation in Sandesh Khali. As he was being taken to a court, surrounded by the police, Shah Jaha was seen wagging his fingers at reporters who shouted questions at him. Opposition leaders accused the Bengal police of delaying Shah Jahan's arrest, under pressure from Mamata Banerjee's government. Senior Bengal police officer Supratim Sarkar questioned why the enforcement directorate did not arrest Shah Jahan. An ED official has claimed that Shah Jaha was in fact with the Bengal police because the arrest happened immediately after stern remarks by the Calcutta High Court. The ED source said, and I quote, We had information that there was a huge cache of arms and cash worth crores at his home. That's why the mob attack was engineered to help Shah Jaha escape. The role of Bengal police and government in hiding away the arms, cash and Shah Jaha's phones must be investigated. Unquote. An ED team was attacked by a huge mob on January 5th when it went to raid Shah Jahan's house in connection with a case of irregularities in Russian distribution. Next, the ruling Congress in Himachal Pradesh sought to project a united front today after pulling back from the brink of collapse. The Congress government was pushed to the edge after six of its MLAs cross-voted in favour of the BJP's Sabha candidate leading to demands for a no-trust vote in the Assembly. Chief Minister Sukhvinder Singh Sukhu's government staved off an immediate crisis after 15 MLAs were suspended in the Assembly, and the state budget was somehow passed. The six Congress MLAs were suspended today by the Speaker, who said they had violated the anti-defection law. With these suspensions, the Congress now has 34 MLAs in the 62-member House. Three independent MLAs who supported the Congress also cross-voted for the BJP. Mr. Sukhu, who denied any move to resign after a virtual revolt from within, called for an all-party breakfast meeting in Shimla this morning. In some relief for Mr. Sukhu, his biggest in-house critic, Vikram Aditya Singh, has taken a step back after announcing his resignation. He also said late last night that the government was never in any real crisis. Today, Congress troubleshooter D.K. Shivkumar said all is well. He said, and I quote, Let them cook anything. The Congress stands united. There is no operation lotus here." Unquote. Breaking from breaking news, Bollywood stars Deepika Padukone and Ranveer Singh have announced they are expecting their first child in September. In a social media post, the couple shared an image with the words September 2024, signaling the due date without any caption. The announcement confirms weeks of speculation that Deepika was pregnant, prompted partly by her appearance at the Bafta's recently. Deepika, who was a presenter at the awards show, wore a sari and appeared to be making an effort to keep her stomach covered. Now back to news. India today strongly countered Pakistan's allegations about Jammu and Kashmir at the United Nations Human Rights Council and said a country with such an abysmal record should not interfere in other nations' internal affairs. India exercised the right of reply to respond to Turkey and Pakistan after the two countries made references to Kashmir in their statements. At the 55th regular session of the United Nations Human Rights Council, India's first secretary, Anupama Singh, said that the union territories of Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh are an integral and inalienable part of India. She said it was unfortunate that the forum had again been misused to propagate false allegations against India. Miss Singh said, and I quote, We cannot pay any further attention to a country that speaks while being soaked in red. The red of the bloodshed from the terrorism it sponsors around the world, the red of its debt-riddled national balance sheets, and the red of the shame its own people feel for the government having failed to serve their actual interests. She also stated that Pakistan was a country that hosts and even celebrates UN Security Council sanctioned terrorists and highlighted the institutionalized systematic persecution of its own minorities and its abysmal human rights record. The ongoing UNHRC session which began on February 26th, will continue until April 5th. And lastly, Dhan Gaikwar, a recent graduate from the University of Plymouth in UK with a Master's in Data Science and Business Analytics, has an inspiring journey to share. Posting a video of her journey to the UK and graduation ceremony, she wrote, To everyone who said to my father, You are just a guard. You can't send your daughter abroad. Thanks, Papa, for believing in me and called him her lifeguard. Her father, as revealed in the video, works as a security guard. The video racked up over 20 million views on social media. Responding to the overwhelmingly positive response, she said what she has done is ordinary because thousands of students graduate every year. But what her parents, especially her father, have done is extraordinary. She said, quote, What my father has done for me is extraordinary. Both of my parents come from a very small village and never had the privilege to study in schools. Unquote. Adding that they deserve all the credit. That's all for today. You were listening to the News with NDTV, your daily newspaper and TV bulletin wrapped in a compact podcast. If you want to catch up with the day's events in a hurry, do remember to subscribe to the News with NDTV on Spotify, Apple, and the NDTV news app. This is your host, Anviti, signing off.